Welcome to the Bill for the Trades podcast, where we help trades businesses grow through leadership development. You know, when it comes to leadership development, vision is one of the most important things that you can do uh, to really grow not only yourself, but your business. So today's episode is all about the vision tools that we help people with here at Built for the Trades, establishing the vision first, and then and then establishing a leadership team to work towards that vision. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the vision, the mission, the core values. Uh, what's the difference between the three? Why do we have them? And then we're going to start to dip our toes also into our organizational chart, looking out three years, which we call that a vision map here at Built for the Trades. I'm going to touch a little bit on the marketing strategy and goal setting. And then we're, we're going to do future podcast episodes uh, specifically talking about the vision map and specifically talking about the marketing strategy. So I'll, today's episode, I'm not going to get too much into that. I just want to touch on it to kind of wrap up what we call the vision tools. Uh, here at Bill for the Trades, it's all about it's all about leading with integrity, hard work ethic, doing what you say you're going to do. Um, we have a foundation of faith here, and we believe that you know, being a tradesman or woman, it's about being a good person in the trades, working hard, all the things I had said, and really, really making the world a better place, one customer at a time, one team member at a time, um, and focusing on your faith, your family, your work ethics. So my hope is that you enjoy this podcast. Um, I encourage you to subscribe, uh, leave us a, a review. I'd love to hear from you as we dive off into this podcast it's really about you the listener giving you the content that you want that will help develop your leadership and in return help develop the people around you bettering your life at home bettering your life at work so here we go let's dive in so when it comes to building a vision for your business really the benefits of this is that it's going to help you to attract and retain top team members in your business that's the first benefit. The second benefit is it's, it's going to keep you on the path towards the vision that you want to achieve. As owners, as visionaries, it's easy for us to get sidetracked and to be working towards a certain goal for one year. And then the next year, we get we, so we decide, hey, this year I want to add a whole other business to what I'm already doing. And that was never really part of your vision. You just kind of got sidetracked and started doing that. A couple of years later, you look back and regret that and wish, man, I wish I would have had a vision or I wish I had somebody around me to hold me accountable to not let me get sidetracked because that year venture I did chasing something else has set me back a whole nother year towards the ultimate vision that I wanted to create. And when I work with business owners on creating their vision, I ask them, what is it that you and maybe their spouse or their partner, whoever's with them in their business, what is it that you want? What is it that y'all want for your life? Think about what you want for the next three years. And that's where we're going to start because it's not about me as your coach. It's not about anybody else around you. It's not about your competitors. It's about what do you want? Because we can build a business using these tools to achieve the life that you want as a business owner. I, I want to tell you a quick story about a trades business that I was working with a few years ago, who uh, we went through the process of establishing their vision, their mission, their core values, and some of the other tools we're going to talk about today. Um, and what I encourage people to do is once we establish these, we make really nice signs, we put them on our wall throughout our organization, and we talk about them often. 
it becomes the leadership environment. It just kind of soaks into your skin. And in this process of developing these tools, once again, we put them on the wall. They were there for a couple of years. They did great. Well, there was a point where we had gotten sidetracked working together and decided that, you know what, based on this new team member coming in, we're going to change the vision a little bit. And so we, you know, we, we worked on that. We changed the vision, the mission, the core values, and we took the signs down and had the signs reprinted. The time that the signs came off the wall, chaos ensued in the business. It just lost that effectiveness of driving that leadership, driving that vision, driving those core values home. And by the time we put the new vision, mission, core, core values up on the wall, it was almost too late and changing them also lost some credibility. So if you're listening to the podcast, I, I, we're learning from experience, right? So when you establish the vision, mission, core values, and you make the signs, commit to these things for at least five years in your business, if not forever in your business. Don't change them based on somebody coming in or a new feeling or a new fad, because ultimately these are who you are and it's your business. So stick to them. So I want to start off by talking about the difference between a vision and a mission statement. There's so many fancy words out there. Some people call it a purpose statement and principles for their business and whatever it is. The reality is, is forever there's been a vision, there's been a mission statement in, in businesses. And so I like to keep it simple, foundational. And here's the difference. A vision statement is where you want to go in the next 10 years. It's your destination. It should be short and sweet and open-ended, and it should draw a lot of imagination of where we're going in the business. The mission statement is how you plan to get there. What are you going to do every day to achieve that vision? And then your core values are the uh, your core values are the principles that hold you accountable and keep you on track. So another analogy I draw for my clients is. Um, your vision is a destination that you punch into your GPS. Your mission is the car that you get in every day to drive towards your vision. The core values are the guardrails that keep you from driving off the road and crashing. We hire, we fire, we make all of our decisions based on these vision, mission, and core values. They are very important. So let's dive into our vision statement first. When it comes to writing a vision statement, I work with clients on what I said earlier, keeping it short, sweet, open-ended, but really it's what type of, you know, when you're looking at the next 10 years, um, what type of services do you want to offer? If you're a trades business, you know, um, for example, if you just want to be a plumbing business, then you're probably going to work, you know, use the word plumbing. Maybe you want to open up in 10 years and have plumbing and electrical and some other things. You may use the term home services. So a good example of a good vision statement may be um, to be the number one home services company in all the markets that we serve. It allows you to, um, you know, set a standard. We want to be number one. And in my eyes, if I'm if that's my vision, I may or may not like being number one may not mean that we're the biggest. Right. But it may mean that we're the best. And what does that look like? OK, we have the most reviews. Right. We have the most memberships in our customer base. Um, it, we have the best looking trucks. So, and then when I use the term home services, if I'm talking to my team, that also opens up 
some creativity and like, wow, like, you know, we're only doing plumbing now. So you're saying there's opportunity to add HVAC in the future. Well, if I'm talking to future leaders in my business, you just opened up a whole nother imagination for me to say, well, Dan, you know, I, I'd love to be uh, get cross trained in HVAC. Now I just started to retain that team member for longer just by sharing that vision. And I say in all the markets that we serve, saying markets is, you know, it leaves it open for multiple locations. So if I'm talking to my service manager and saying all the markets that we serve in the next 10 years, you may want to duplicate in different little markets around and have other locations. You're going to want guys or gals like you have these as your service manager to eventually grow into a location manager. And how exciting is that for me, the service manager, right? Now that I know that you have started to retain me. So you see how a vision can help to do that. It is very important. Um, I pulled out a couple examples of vision statements here. So Apple's vision, I just Googled the top companies, right? It popped up Apple. So Apple's is to make the best products on earth and to leave the world better than we found it. I mean, I don't know about you, but it, it once again establishes this out. We are going, no matter what we do, we're going to make, make the best products, you know, and if I'm running Apple, what does the best products mean, right? You can start to elaborate on that with your team on earth. So, you know, they're talking about throughout the entire world at Bill for the Trades, we're more nationwide focused. So we talk about that in our vision and they'll leave the world a better place than we found it. I mean, there's so much that can go into that. And it's so open-ended in all the opportunity that, uh, that, you know, team members at Apple can be finding projects to give back. Um, it could be just an interaction that we have with one customer making their lives better through a smile and great customer service. So it's really cool. Coca-Cola's was refresh the world, make a difference. Once again, short, sweet, open-ended. Uh, Amazon's to be Earth, the Earth's most customer-centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. Once again, you know, it really, it really stays focused, like customer-centric. What does that look like to be the most customer-centric? There's so much that you can elaborate on as a visionary and really encouraging people to be better. Um, he talks about buying online. So, you know, the future vision is to do a, you know, really focus on online products, which they do really well. Like they're the, they're the best in the world. So at Bill for the Trades, um, you know, we really actually, I, I wanted to share one of our clients, uh, Quality First, um, you know, their vision up there. They're a little more detailed in their vision, but I wanted to share this. They do uh, plumbing drains and HVAC, but they want to expand in the next year. So quality first is to become the household name in plumbing drains, HVAC, electrical, duct cleaning and restoration, while creating a platform for growth in Denver and beyond. So you can see they were a little more specific, but when they share their vision, they talk about household name. What does it mean to have a household name? They talk about the timing for adding all these different services. Uh, and then what does a platform for growth look like, right? In Denver and beyond. Really open-ended, laying it out there and letting people really imagine what that looks like. It helps to attract, it helps to retain people. So the vision is where you're going in the next 10 years. Don't overthink it. Keep it short and sweet. Um, just think about, you know, what you want to be known for, the services you want to offer, the locations that you want to have, and just write something that's really inspirational. 
when you read it, you're like, wow, there's, I want to be a part of that vision. I want to help you get there. The mission statement is a little more detailed, right? It's doing the small things right. Like if our vision is to accomplish these things and these markets, what is it going to take for us to get there? And so I'm going to go back to sharing a few examples here. Like um, Apple's mission is to bring the best personal computing products and support to students, educators, designers, scientists, engineers, business persons, and consumers in over 140 countries around the world. So once again, like they're getting they're getting more nitty gritty. And what are they going to do daily? They're going to bring the best personal computing products, right? Every day they have to do that in order to achieve their vision. And and then and also they're going to be providing support to students, educators, designers, scientists, engineers, business persons, and consumers, 140 countries around the world. So they're very specific about what they need to be doing every day in order to achieve their vision. Uh, Coca-Cola's uh, to craft the brand or craft the brands of and choice of drinks that people love to refresh them in, bo in body and spirit. So every day they're going to be crafting the brands and choice of drinks that people love, right? So, you know, in their process, they're going to be fine tuning things, making sure, looking at their metrics, making sure that they're giving the people what they love, what they want, and uh, and really being focused on that. Amazon's got it by four principles in their mission. Customer obsession rather than competitor focus, passion for invention, commitment to operational excellence, and long-term thinking. Think about that. Every day they wake up to provide customer obsession rather than competitor focus. Man, how cool is that, right? Like we think a lot of times, well, we're going to change this in our business because our competitors are doing this. Instead of focusing on what it is that you want in your business and achieving that. I'm going to share another example of a, a client's mission statement here. Um, this is Continental Plumbing. They have one, their mission statement is to provide valuable, accurate plumbing solutions to cut, uh, to homeowners and businesses with superb customer service. So every day they exist to provide valuable, accurate plumbing solutions. What does that look like? How, you know, focusing on that every day, there's so much you can dive into when you think about valuable, accurate plumbing solutions, right? Adding value, doing things above and beyond to create value. Um, being accurate in your in, in your diagnosis, offering solutions, not just an option, right? Uh, to homeowners and businesses, they are focusing on both residential and commercial with superb customer service. What does that mean to provide superb customer service? You know, so you can really dive into that, and that's something that you can can do every day. Bill for the trades, our mission: we exist to serve our customers by listening to their vision and providing customized coaching, training, and mastermind solutions built around what they want to achieve in business and in life. So you can see every day we exist to serve our customers here at Bill for the Trades. We start by listening to their vision, and then we provide customized coaching, training, mastermind solutions built around what they want to achieve in business and life. It's very important to us to be customer focused, working one customer at a time, making sure that we're providing that, that level of service, um, helping them to achieve their vision. All right, so we've covered our vision and mission. I've kind of gone through it a little bit quick here, but my encouragement to you is that you sit down with your partner in the business. Don't bring your leadership team in first. 
you focus on looking out your 10-year target, where you want to go in your business, what type of services do you want to offer, what do we want to be known as, number one, the best, um, you know, uh, any, any words that really come to mind, and then what locations do you want to serve? That really gives you that first focus for writing your vision statement. Then sit down and think about your mission. It's what are we going to do every day to achieve that vision, right? So um, writing that, sitting down for a day, turning off the phone, writing some examples, going through it, fine-tuning it, and getting it to a point where we feel like it's about 80 to 90% there. Then at that point, only at that point, what I recommend bringing it to your leadership team and collaborating as a team to fine-tune to 100%. It brings them in, it gives them ownership. And if you don't have a leadership team yet, then you can just fine tune it, finalize it, put it on a sign, put it on your wall. All right, so let's talk about core values. I'm curious, I think core values is something that most companies have in their business and uh, they don't even, they may or may not have a sign on the wall, but no matter what, deep down inside as the owner of the business, you have your own set of core values that you live by. Whether you have them written or, whether, or, or not, they are important. But one of the buzzwords that is, has been talked about for the past 20 years or so is company culture. And company culture is really, you know, like, how do you define that, right? So how I define company culture is your core values plus your willingness to hold people accountable to your core values equal your company culture. So if you don't have your core values written out, how can you hold anybody accountable to them? So if you wanna build a great culture and a great environment for growing leaders, core values are so important. Um, so, you know, when it comes to developing your core values, it's as simple as, sitting down with a blank piece of paper and thinking about some of the values that are most important to you. It could be your faith. It could be your family. It could be your community. It could be teamwork. It could be serving. It could be so uh, progressing. It could be learning. It could be so many different things. I'm going to share some examples with you today's podcast, but having these core values, posting them, talking about them often is going to be so important. Uh, when it comes to attracting people, some of the most successful ads that I've seen the trades literally start with the core values of the business. I mean, tradesmen and women just can't believe it when they see it, right? But it filters that right person into your business and it filters the wrong person out before they ever even reach out to you. So I would encourage you, if you have your core values or once you establish them, not only create a sign for your wall, but also put them on your job ads, front and center, the first thing that you put there, because that's going to attract the right people for your business and ultimately for your culture. All right. So there's so many different ways to do core values. My recommendation is having typically three to five, no more than five. You start getting more than that. You start, it starts to get a little bit confusing and hard to memorize. So I'm going to go through and share a, a few different ones for some of the bigger companies. So like Coca-Cola's core values. Um, let's see here. It says we value quality, empowering people, uh, people's access to equal partners, no matter who they are or where they're from. We value human and workplace rights, and we commit to supplier diversity. Um, let's see here. Apple's core values. We believe that we're on the earth to make great products. We believe in, in the simple, not the complex. We believe um, 
that we need to own and control the primary technologies behind the products we make. And then we participate only in markets where we can make a significant contribution. Amazon's core value. So you see that everything is a little bit different. Some of these are a little more statements. Um, and then I'm going to get to and show you some examples of just some bullet points. Amazon's core values, customer obsessions, one ownership is one invent and simplify um, are right a lot. Learn and be curious, hire and develop the best, think big, bias for action, earn trust, dive deep, have a backbone, disagree and commit, strive to be the earth's best employer, and success and scale bring broad responsibility. So they had quite a few, but they had some really great ones in there. Now let's dive into the trades. Let me share you an example of Yoakum Plumbing's core values. Um, so the first one is exercise ethics. They go on to explain what that looks like, but for the podcast, I'm gonna to stick to just the bullet points. Exercise ethics, be collaborative, maintain accountability, seek to persevere, and exercise empathy. Think about that. Think about having team members who are collaborative, right? It's easy to hold somebody accountable to. If somebody's being selfish, they're not being collaborative, they're not being a part of the team, that's a core value that you can sit down with them and say, hey, look, in order to be a in order to be a team member here at Hilton Plumbing, we need you to be collaborative. It is one of our core values. And here's an example of being collaborative, right? So you can sit down and hold that person accountable to that. Uh, seek to persevere is another great one, like people giving up, not pushing through to achieve what it is they want to achieve. It could be a simple job. Um, it could be their leadership growth. It could be something in their family life, but it's a great core value that you could hold people accountable to when you're when you're moving forward in your business. Here at Bill for the Trades, our core values are faith, integrity, responsibility, teamwork, and progression. And every week that our leadership team meets here, we talk about one of our core values. And it's so cool because even like the last one, I'll talk about progression, like getting to see the team members here at Built for the Trades progressing in their knowledge and leadership, progressing in their knowledge and marketing or progressing in, it could be a hobby that they have like golf or whatever it is. Like it, it's fun to talk about that because you realize that we all share that, that core value of just getting better every week, day in and day out. As we move through life, we feel more alive when we're progressing through life. So remember core values, Keep them simple. I, I suggest three to five. You can do more, but remember the ideal situation is that you can memorize these core values and talk about them often. And when it comes to your company culture, it is your core values plus your willingness to hold people accountable to your core values equal your culture. All right. Hope you're enjoying this podcast so far. The, mission, the vision, the mission, the core values are the top three vision tools that we teach here at Built for the Trades. We help clients establish and we encourage you once you do that, reach out to us. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see your core values. Uh, you can reach out to me at dan at builtforthetrades.com. I'd love to see your vision, love to see your mission. And ultimately, it, it, just, it excites me because I know the power of establishing these tools and what it will do for your business. So, Let's jump on a little bit more into some of the other tools. Once again, I'm just going to touch on a high level because I'm going to have some future podcasts coming out, really diving in deeper to these. But the very next thing that we do for business owners, once we establish their vision, their mission, and their core values, is we help them establish their three-year vision map. 
And the term vision map is more likely used as a, or called an organizational chart. But this is one thing that's just like these vision tools I talked about that is completely overlooked by business owners. And I just can't believe it because it's such a powerful exercise to go through. What I encourage you to do is think about three years from this podcast you're listening to. What is it that your business looks like? What kind of revenue are you producing in your business? That's the best place to start. And a lot of people say, well, Dan, I don't, I don't really know because, you know, the economy could be different and this, that and the other. And it's like, no, don't worry about things that you can't control. Go back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast. What is it that you want for your business? Because, you know, a five million dollar business looks different than a 10 million dollar business looks different than a 20 or 100 million dollar business. So you need to be clear on what you on where you want to go, because if I'm a leader coming to your business, I don't want to work somewhere where we don't know where we're going. Because if that's the case, the carrot's always moving, right? We're never accomplishing goals. It's never going to be good enough. It's a place that I'm not going to want to work. I want to accomplish goals, celebrate us getting to our vision. So sitting down, where are you going in the next three years? What does that revenue look like? Is a good foundation to start building your vision map on. And then as you build your vision map, you need to just get a whiteboard out. Forget about all the people that you currently have in your business and start with the structure of your business. So typical start is your owner and your general manager. And then you got to think about your middle management. Usually there is a feel like if I'm talking about the trades, there may be an operations team that's more of the, the technicians in the field. Then there's going to be your office team, right? Your office manager. Then there's going to be an admin team. And, there, and then a lot of times there's going to be a marketing and recruiting team. That may be your middle management. And then it can trickle down from there. Uh, but building that three-year vision map is going to go a long ways. Once you build it, it's the same thing. I'm going to share more in a future podcast. I won't dive in too deep now, but make a sign, put it on your wall. It's where we're going in our business. You can follow that up with a one-year vision map for this year. Um, really, that's more something that you keep internal. You're not going to print a sign and put it on your wall, but it's literally just taking a picture of what you created for your three-year vision map, then going through with your dry eraser and uh, erasing some of the boxes and really dialing it down to, okay, what's our revenue for this year? What is that? What is this going to look like this year? And in building your vision map, you're establishing chain of command, you're establishing leadership roles, uh, and you're really establishing a vision map, like something that you can see that says, here's where we're going in the next three years, or here's where we're going this year. So continuing on, once you do that, I encourage you to set some goals for your business, really focusing on uh, goals for this year. And remembering as every year progresses, you're not changing that three-year vision map. So if it's 2022 and you're going to 2025, you're going to keep that vision map the same until until you get to, 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 the, to 2025 when you accomplish it. Then you're going to build a new one for 2028. I don't want you to keep moving that care, right? You don't want to keep moving it out, out and out where you can never actually achieve that. So beyond the vision map, beyond the goal setting, the last thing that I'm going to share with you in future podcasts is really talking about the marketing strategy and who's our avatar, um, diversifying our marketing with three buckets, the sales bucket, the retention bucket, and the community bucket. A lot of companies focus really hard on the sales bucket, but lack in retaining customers and lack in being involved in their community. So be looking out for that for a future 
podcast. And remember that, you know, in order to attract and retain leaders in your business, people who are wanting to better themselves every day, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They want to have opportunities for growth to support their family and achieve their dreams. And the only way to do that is to be able to see where they fit into your vision, into your business. So that way, when the going gets tough, we can always point back and say, remember, here is where you want to go. And here is what we're working towards, right? I'm your guide. I'm going to help you achieve that. So if you want to learn more about establishing vision tools for your business, once again, reach out to me at dan at builtforthetrades.com. We would love to hear from you. If you haven't had a chance to, to subscribe to our podcast, definitely subscribe. Built for the Trades is all about being a better version of yourself. It's all about growing your trades business through leadership development. If you do that and you start with your vision and you continue to move towards that, you're going to build a self-operating business, allowing you to have the life of your dreams and be able to do the things that you really, really enjoy. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you on the next podcast. Mm -hmm.